yet. Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Perfect and I'm joined as always by Matt. The Patriots aren't back. Chamberlain. How's it going, Matt? You know, I'm pretty solid. I got my I got my cup of apple cider here. Like mm. Mm. it's that time of year, even though it's still like a thousand degrees in Oklahoma, you know, yep. but we're living. We are. Uh it is it was a hundred degrees here this past weekend. It was miserable, but uh maybe September we're getting close. We're getting close to October and nicer weather. Football's back on, NFL's back on. We're a couple weeks into the college football season. We're like a month away from the NBA season starting back up. Get that preseason going. Yeah. Yeah, no one cares about preseason. I just like I think NBA preseason might be the most useless preseason. You know, maybe, but it's better than watching baseball, Ryan. It's true. True. We have compared on this podcast uh baseball and growing or watching grass grow, so uh our opinion of baseball is super low, just like our opinion of Andy Dalton. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> hey, we're watching this game during the broadcast. He's had a nice little sidearm to Cole Komet. Shout out Cole Komet. Um yeah, but they're losing 20 to 7 right now. So yeah. unless some miracle comeback starts, let's uh put the positive vibes here on on hold for Andy Dalton. I'm just, I'm just trying to lighten the mood, Ryan. All right, so let me ask you this. If Mac Jones ends up more like Andy Dalton or Sam Darnold, which are you more excited about? Um, <laughs> you know, I guess I'll go with Darnold. Oh, God. Got some hope there. Got some potential. Hey, there were some peak Andy Dalton years there. But we always knew with Andy Dalton he didn't have it. That's he true. Passed. That's true. For like a minute. That's true. Well, uh, before we get too much further in episode 121, uh, let me remind you to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play and give us a rating or review. If you haven't yet, you can find us um, everything at uh, Couch GM Podcast or NBA Couch GM Podcast. If you search for us there, you'll find us. Um, and that would be a big help. Um, if you missed episode 120, it was a little bit ago. We've taken a little hiatus, gotten caught up on some sports. Uh, we talked about big offseason moves, what we liked and what we disliked. That was pretty much it. It was a, it was kind of a shortened podcast. We talked about some free agency stuff uh, because there wasn't a lot of big free agency splashes. Right. I mean, the Bulls did some things. The trade market never developed. Right, yeah. Everyone wanted. Right, no Dame trade request. No Brad Beal again. Yeah. yeah. That's going to happen eventually. Yeah, sure. But I guess that transition us into our news, Ryan. The first piece we'll still talk on here. Ben Simmons doesn't want to be in Philly, but he's still in Philly. Like he, the, All the reports are he is actively campaigning to get out of Philly, Ryan. Well, here's the deal. What are we Matt? doing? Uh, you actually have to be willing to shoot the basketball to be valued in the NBA. 
Ben Simmons clearly does not want to shoot the basketball at any sort of level. Uh, my favorite time of the year has come and gone where we get the Ben Simmons workout videos of him shooting in an open gym with guys who are running with him like you and me. And uh, everyone gets excited for Ben Simmons. And then we end up uh, very disappointed in Ben Simmons when he takes one, three in preseason. And then doesn't take one another one until February after the trade deadline. So um, I honestly don't know if this this feels like a, ba- a relationship gone so south. It's like trying to live with someone that you told like you just can't stand. Like, I don't know how this plays out into the season. Like, it can't be good for Philly, they can't right? can't the lease because both their names are on it. They have nowhere to go. Right. They have a shared bank account now. Like, you know, they're they're too deep in the weeds. Right. Molly Morrison had a great tweet. It was, and let me read this because I, I, like, threw my phone when I read this. But it was, like, at this point, Sixers front office really just needs to consider hiring Kendall Jenner. My girl had no problem trading Ben Simmons for a superstar. <laughs> my God. I died, Ryan. Oh, oh my God. I literally just threw my phone across the living room when I read that. I was, I was so done. Um, it was so good. That, that was the perfect way of putting this. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Portland, Portland wants, uh, like, in that deal, if that's, the, if that's the move. I don't know if Minnesota's in this. Ryan, I don't know if we're going to get some random team, but, you know. I don't don't know what you do at this point. Like, the trade market's so dry right now. Uh, and The transaction season's pretty much over at this point. I don't know what you do to, like, you don't want to undersell for Ben Simmons because this is one of your last chances to improve your team to make a championship run. Yet, like he's clearly not coming back to to play for you in a serious championship contention run. The options are limited here, right? Like, could really the Pacers go do something for him? Like, could they put together a package around, like, Brogdon and Turner, maybe? That's the thing, is, like, who do you want him to play with, though, in Indiana, then? Like, do you want him with Sabonis? Do you Sabonis, I guess. Who do you want as like the centerpiece of that deal? It's weird. Again, if Ben just like straight up doesn't show up, or it's like I'm not playing. Does that just further hurt his value then? Just be like, right. What can you get for this guy? Is he gonna go full James Harden and play and just like intentionally suck? Like maybe shout out Aaron Rodgers doing the same thing right now. Uh, <laughs> like I'm I'm confused. I don't know. I honestly am like to the point of, like I don't even care anymore i just want it to be like over it's like so like agonizing to like watch well like we've seen this play out before right like we've seen this sixers team kind of hit that wall with the configuration they currently have and it's not like this amazing team that's on the brink like with milwaukee it's a team that lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the second round pretty handedly, you know? Yeah, it kind of got worked. And it's like, if you're Philly, you know you can't waste and beat the prime. Like right. Just, and so, like, you can't be taking a $30 million cap hit for nothing but Ben Simmons. Right. If he's out. 
even if he plays, you're taking like a $15 million cap hit with Ben Simmons. Like, <laughs> I'm good. You can't. I think that's what Ben Simmons' ultimate play, like leverage, has to be here is like, you got to move me. Yeah. Because you're going to waste Joel's prime. Yeah. You know, you only got three years left. So, I don't know. Maybe that works. Maybe. I, I, it's, it's an interesting situation. I don't think, I mean, it, the last couple times we've had a star ask for a trade, they've had some sort of trade value. Um, and that's clearly not the case right now with Ben Simmons or the values being asked too much of. Right. Definitely. Okay. So a couple moves that did get done. Let's run through some of these. Um, the uh, probably the biggest one here, Laurie marketing goes to Cleveland on like a what was like a four for 64 there pretty good size deal um this actually ended up being a three-teamer larry nance jr goes to portland and Derek jones jr ends up going to chicago i think there was like a second round pick attached to him too Mm. so lori marketing gets a new home larry nance probably actually helps portland like i don't know if it takes them up anywhere in the seating but like he's like a good player yeah, he's a good wing defender. Has shot the ball really well last year. Um, it, it's a nice player. It's a nice move. I don't know how Portland managed to wiggle their way into that deal. Because by reports, like it was not, they were not intended to be in that deal. Uh, but they ended up there. So good, well, good will get for them. Yeah, if you're Chicago, why'd you take Derek Jones Jr.? Like, he's only making, like, He's about the same as Larry Nance in terms of salary. A little, a little yeah. less, about the same. If you're Chicago, you're not really worried about the salary cap right now. And it's like, wouldn't Larry Nance Jr. just like, he's just better. Wouldn't you? Better. Yeah. I feel but like. A one-for-one flip. And even long-term, like you think you could flip Larry Nance again at the trade deadline if you needed to. But like Derek, if Derek Jones Jr., like, I don't. I don't know what you're getting back for him. Not much. Um, so I, I think, yeah, you kind of nailed it on the head. I don't know what Chicago was doing there. Yeah. Like in theory, couldn't you, if we've kind of realized DeMar DeRozan's kind of best at the four, couldn't you run a fun lineup with like then Larry Nance at the five next to him? Like a small ball, ultra small yeah, ball. That's your and, small ball lineup is Larry Nance at the five. That would have been fun. See, like, why not do that with Levine and everything? Like, come on. (laughs) Anyway, so that was a move. Ultimately, I think Portland made out best here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, I mean, have fun in Cleveland. I mean, you're getting getting your money. In theory, I really like Laurie Markkinen next to Evan Mobley long term. But I don't know if that's really the pairing you want long term. But I, I like the idea of it. Yeah, it gets very crowded all of a sudden, kind of in Cleveland, right? With like Kevin Love still on the books for them. And then Jared Allen also on the front court. Yeah. Who also just got paid. Right. You got four guys now, like either a high value contracts or high value investment in Evan Mobley with the draft pick. But it's like, okay, you got four guys in two spots. Right. What are we? Is everyone just playing 24 minutes? Is that, is that our thing? Is that the thing? 20 minutes and that's it? Yeah. Like, I'm a little confused there. But I guess whatever. Got to hit the salary cap floor, Ryan. I so, guess so. There you go. Um, 
another move here in my Boston Celtics back being active. Juancho Hernan Gomez going from Memphis to Boston. Hernan Gomez mm. got sent to Memphis in that Pat, Pat Bev deal with Minnesota previously. So Juancho is 6'9 forward um, going to Boston in exchange for Chris Dunn. Carson Edwards in a 2026 second round pick. Memphis continues to embrace the rebuild here. And uh, kind of wild. Sure. I guess I don't. Again, I, I'm not a Chris Dunn guy. I'm, I'm not a Carson Edwards guy. I was so high on Carson Edwards coming into the league, and it's like not worked out whatsoever. So there's that. And then a 2026 second round pick. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Sure. Gomez is like an actual NBA rotation player. Like, yeah. I, I've always been a lot higher on him. Like, I think he's like a fringe starter on like a team that just needs like that perfect piece. So mm. Boston, mm. I don't know if he'll start, but. He's definitely going to play. So I'm big in on that. I think that's an A-plus trade for Boston. I'm trying not to be a homer here, but like six to nine guys who can shoot. Didn't have a great shooting year last year, but can shoot. I'm in. Yeah, you might as well take a swing on that guy That guy compared to Carson Edwards, who never plays for you anyway. Yeah. Chris Dunn wasn't really looking forward to him playing either. So, <laughs> so okay. One of the more confusing trades, um, DeAndre Jordan gets traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Detroit Pistons, subsequently gets bought out and is going to go to the Lakers. In exchange, the the trade involved Seiko Demboye, who, if you recall, was the number 15 pick two years ago, uh, Jaleel Okafor, and then there were also four second-round picks involved in this uh, deal. So I'm very confused here um, all the way around. Like, why did Detroit give up on your lottery pick from two years ago? Like, that's, that's a great question. I, I'm, I was really confused. and I feel like I haven't seen that many people talk about it. I know Deboye hasn't like necessarily wowed, but like 2019, he played 30 games, 38 games because of injury. And then 2020, obviously, like with COVID and then 2021 being another COVID year, you're kind of giving up on him after like a year and a half of really NBA development somewhat. It's kind of shocking to me. Like he's shown flashes at times. I don't know. I I feel like this is kind of a late sell, but I mean, maybe you're looking at your roster and you're just not seeing playing time for him and, got to get some sort of value for him i guess which is a bunch of second round picks so you turned a 15 overall pick into a bunch of second round picks sure from brooklyn which are probably going to be in the uh late 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 second round yeah like you'd be lucky if that was like 47 you yeah know? um never heard clarification on their brooklyn seconds or other seconds brooklyn owned but still who cares it's second round picks are you trading a 20-year-old lottery pick or basically lottery pick? Like, what are you doing? I, I mean, maybe Troy Weaver's like, this isn't my guy, but t- you're Detroit. Yeah. Like, Detroit's whole plan right now is bringing in the Josh Jacksons of the world and everything and just seeing like, okay, what can hit here? You know? Right. Like, you're not going to be competitive this next year. No. Like, why no. not keep him around through at least the trade deadline? Yeah. Well, like Demboye is like the athletic, rangy, long wing who you hope to teach to shoot. Right. That's the exact type of player you'd like to pair around Kate Cunningham because, like, 
that's not his strength of like the long rangy athletic guy. Right. So I don't know. Like I understand you need shooting around Cade and you do because Cade can spray it out, but like you have to build your basketball team in a balanced way. And that ain't it. So if you're the Nets, you got off the money. The second round picks don't matter. You wave Jaleel Okafor. Then Boye can go spend time in your G League. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need him. It's fine. I don't know. If we see Seiko Demboye in like a year and a half or two years and he's like ready to play in the NBA, I wouldn't be shocked here. Yeah. So that's a little wild. Anyway, more on the Nets. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge came out retirement to re sign the Nets, I guess is the way to phrase that. Um, so that's something. I don't know what to make of it, to be honest, because I don't know how much Lamarcus really has left in the tank. I wish he had more of it. You know, when the Nets lost the Bucks, my first thought was, man, the Nets were just missing Lamarcus Aldridge <laughs> and they would have won the championship. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Uh, uh, in all seriousness, like, I'm obviously, like, it's good that he's medically cleared and the heart condition maybe yes. wasn't as serious as previously thought. And this is fine. I mean, like, whatever. Continue gaining all the all stars that former all stars that you want. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he's filling the DeAndre Jordan role, you're fine. Right. right. So I guess all, all in all for Brooklyn, you ended up with Seiko Demboye and LaMarcus Aldridge in exchange for DeAndre Jordan and four second-round picks. That's not too shabby. A-plus. Yeah, I guess he won that. A um, couple last bits here. Marc Gasol got traded back to Memphis from L.A., Effectively, this is a nothing deal to let Marcus Gasol retire as a Grizzly. Mm. Uh, he hasn't officially retired, but it's to let him remain in Spain. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he picks up with a team in January or something. Mm. January, maybe. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then Rajon Rondo is going back to Lakers after his buyout with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies after he'd been sent there in the uh, L.A. Clippers deal. So, back in back in the Lakers uniform there for Rajon Rondo. So again, when the Lakers lost the Suns in the first round, I thought, man, more Rajon Rondo would have been the fix here. Uh, so well put. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was a bunch of, bunch of names there in that news segment. I don't know if it's a lot of uh, importance to today's NBA, but it's a lot of names in there that we can recognize. Mm. So Ryan, we're going to do something kind of similar to how we ended our last pod for, for the people who caught that one. We're doing a little football basketball mix here. And so we'll start in college football. We'll move to the NFL, talk about a couple of things, maybe near and dear to our hearts, some just other general bits, but uh, always tying it back into the NBA somehow because it's the best. So Ryan, I'll just give you the floor. Thoughts on our Oklahoma State football team here? If a dumpster fire and a train wreck could have a baby, that's what Oklahoma State is <laughs> in football this year. It is just a, a disaster. That's the best way I can put it. I've I've said the word disaster way more in my lifetime uh, in the in these last two weeks than I have in my entire lifetime. I should say. Um, it's just it's gross. I don't know how else to explain it. Scoring twenty three points against an FCS school week one 
and then coming back and scoring only 28 in a, a quote-unquote rivalry game with the University of Tulsa, who's not even in a power five, is just a disgrace. Like, let's call, call a spade a spade here. This offense is is – I feel like we have to put out a missing persons report for our offensive coordinator and our offense uh, quarterbacks coach. I'm glad that at least someone did something in the wide receiver room in the summer uh, because it doesn't appear that anybody else worked on anything during the summer. The offensive line still looks just horrible after returning what most of the unit. Yeah. It's just an embarrassment. That's what it is. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> I think the most important part that you didn't mention is the putting out the uh, MIA report on pages two through ninety nine of our offensive playbook. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that's the bit that's most uh, worrisome to me. I think it's more like two through ten. Like I think we only have a ten page playbook. Like yeah. to be to be a hundred percent honest, I haven't seen Oklahoma State's offense get creative in what five years. I would say I feel like we've effectively run the same offense for the last fifteen years, and then like we sprinkled in a play here and there. Like there, there's if you watch like other college football teams, like we both do, you'll occasionally come across a play that's like, oh, that's really creative. That was an interesting way to you know, try to get some yards or get a first down. I don't remember the last time I've said that about an Oklahoma State yeah, definitely. play. I'm not going to lie. Like, we, we ran a running back screen the other day where, like, offensive linemen actually, like, went, like, you know, took five steps outside of the tackle box to go, like, actually set the screen. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen that from us before. And, you know, it's, like, one of the, like, four most basic plays in football. Right. And and that's where we're at, Ryan. We, I, I hate to do this to you because you're you're the lifelong OSU fan. I I'm in there um, by choice, I guess. But are we are we the Sacramento Kings? Are I, I, I made the comp pre pod? Are we like the 2004 to 2014 Dallas Mavericks? Like what what is this program, Ryan? Help me understand this as someone who's you know, born and raised still watery in. I think we're, I'm going to maybe put the dagger in this whole thing and say, I think we're the post Kobe pre LeBron Lakers. Oh, that's brutal. (laughs) Just not great. Like you kind of know the name, like it's a brand kind of, and it's just, I, it's just a, our coat, our my Gundy, is just checked out, like totally checked out. Like I don't know what they're doing week to week in these coaches' meetings, but it, it's not getting the offense better. The defense, thank God, the defense can actually stop someone because in previous years, Oklahoma State was known as the, you know, running gun, score sixty points in a game, but the other the opponent may score forty five. Thank God the defense can actually get a stop and stop someone. Yeah. I, I mean, shout out to our savior, Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, Trey Sterling. Out. Yeah, Trey Sterling's incredible. Like, the defensive line's been, you know, really solid. 
Jim Knowles just dialing up the blitz every other play. Like, I'm in on the defense. If you could put this defense with our offense of 2011, we'd be rocking and rolling, Ryan. Um, but as of right now, yeah, we're the worst 2-0 football team in college football. I don't, I, I don't even know. Like, as yeah. of this recording, Oklahoma State's ranked, and they're going to Boise State this next week. I have, like, zero faith in even coming out with, one, a win, but even looking halfway decent on probably national television. Yeah. I don't – You didn't get to 20 points. Like, I believe you, like, pretty easily. I don't know what the solution is. Like, Oklahoma State's never had the top top talent, like, top recruits or five-star recruits. That's never been Oklahoma State's thing. But, like, the coaching and, like, making it up on the margins has been. And they just don't do that anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, shout-out special teams, I guess. Helped, like, seriously, the only reason we won that game the other day. Yeah. Brown coming up with a big pump or, or a kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah. Like, but for real, like, the fact that OSU honestly had good special teams for the last, you know, decade-plus, it's good. Like, overall, like, I appreciate that. Defense has come around the last, like, what, two years now? Right. Okay. But, yeah, like, then you see, like, how glaring it is to have a bad offense. And it's, like, we're, we're no better than, like, what LSU is today, except LSU won a natty two years ago because the offense figured it out. But ever since they lost their guy, now they're just, like, back to being, like, a subpar team. We're like a worse version of Iowa, which just just pains me. Like we, I almost texted you during the game on Saturday this past weekend and said, like, should our offense just turn into like I formation, run it up the middle, like a gajillion times? Uh, no, because our offensive line is the worst part of the entire team right now. So. <laughs> it's a fair point. So, okay, but Ryan, you know who's worse than us? Texas. Thank God. <laughs> um, as much as like the OSU win still put us in bad spirits because it was again awful to watch. Can we can we firmly say that Texas is not back? Texas is has not been back since Vince Young. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the Arkansas watching Texas lose to Arkansas was just incredible other night and watching their offensive line just manhandle the defense um the offense still looks not great for texas and why is casey thompson not starting there i don't know i i really don't know i guess on the broadcast they said that casey thompson really didn't take care of the ball in summer camp and so that was why one of the reasons they went with the other quarterback card hudson card i don't know I, I i was not impressed with hudson card the the other night he missed a couple of deep throws i wouldn't if you're steve sarkeesian like you're coming in to play an ou's team in like three weeks wouldn't you make casey thompson the starter by then yeah to give you the it. best chance yeah i mean there's no shame in saying, like, 
Casey Thompson, the junior, he's only got another year or two here. The other kids got four years here. Like just let the other kids sit for a couple years. It's yeah. Fine. Right. Mop up duty or whatever. Get him some run against, you know, McNeese State or whoever. Kansas. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's not a guarantee there for Texas. <laughs> That's a fair point. But Casey Thompson's clearly the better football player. I don't know if he's a better quarterback, but he's a better football player. Yeah. So, you, you know, throw that dude out there. He, he, he's balled out every time he stepped on the field for Texas. So, not that I want Texas to be good, but. Texas is not back, but it also in the same category as never trust Philly. Yeah. No, 100%. You just can't do it. They're going to let you down every time. 100%. There, it's, it's, it, I, is bit who's the Ben Simmons for Texas? Is it just the head coach? Just doing a whole bunch of nothing. Like, like what about their new head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, gave you any faith? That he coached he knows what he's doing. Out in Alabama, I guess. Oh yeah, no, sure. But like in Washington, he was fine. But like what about what about what he's done? In that I mean, game? when he's had top tier talent, like he's looked like a great coach. But is yeah. Texas getting all the top tier talent that Alabama is? No. Yeah. Exactly, Ryan. I think you could be a good offensive analyst for the University of Alabama. Okay, like I don't know. Just throw it to the five star. Which one? Hey, pick one. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. I think that's <laughs> so. Not saying Sark is a bad coach. But maybe again, this Texas thing is just a bit too. We've, I mean, we've seen this with Texas, right? Yeah. It's go out and get the 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 you know the hot commodity, and whether it's Sarkeesian or Tom Herman or Charlie Strong, you know, and it just hasn't worked since Mac Brown. Nope. So that's the thing that was lost. Then Florida State is another example. Yes, yeah. they're, they're, these big programs just just lost right now. Um, big program not lost, Alabama. Um, I don't really have an NBA comp here, Ryan. Just is it too early to go ahead and give them the trophy? Like, can we just wrap it up? I think so. I don't think Iowa can keep up with them. They <laughs> <laughs> already took an L. Clemson's already taken an L. I mean, the question is like the Georgia thing again this year. Yeah, it kind of feels like Alabama and and Georgia are like, I don't know what finals did we get a bunch in the last year, ten years? Is that the Miami San Antonio finals where we got the back to back, and Georgia and Alabama are kind of like that? They're they're usually really good playing against each other. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like we all know who we're picking in that game. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is Oregon actually good? Is Ohio State any good? Like, it's kind of hard. Like, that's the one thing. I don't have a barometer here. Yeah, it's hard to judge college football because I feel like most of the time we get tricked into propping up other schools because of a preseason ranking, and then we're like, wait, why is Iowa top ten? after four weeks again and it's like okay well they beat the indiana team who's probably not as good as we think and an iowa state team who 
had to bench their four-year starter because he looked so trash on Saturday. So shout out Brock Purdy. But yeah, like obviously, like I don't know, Oklahoma maybe can give them a run for their money, like for like a quarter and a half. But you know, let's just let's wrap it up. Let's call it a day. Um, <laughs> so Ryan, last college football question here. Yeah. Is this too wild of a thought? Should the NBA do a weekly ranking system similar to the college football, you know, top 25, but just rank NBA one through 30 to ultimately determine basketball seating for the playoffs? Oh God, no. The, the way college football does their ranking systems and postseason play is handled, handled as poorly as the Kings front office has been handling. <laughs> just a bunch of people who like honestly don't watch a majority of the teams. Like, like I said, out there. that's like hand. I mean, that's like Oklahoma State being ranked in top twenty-five. They have no business being in the top twenty-five. But everyone's just like, "Who's showing up? Oh, they're a Power Five school. Let's rank them." Right. You know. Like, right. That's honestly, how that conversation went, hundred percent guarantee it. And so, no, the, I don't trust conferences. Not not taking shots at any media outlet here, but I don't trust the beat reporter for Portland to be ranking guys from like the teams from New York, right? The Charlotte Hornets, like, right. Like they don't right. watch Charlotte. I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, so I no, that's a hard no for me. It's hard pass. They, unless there was some like really cool incentive. Like if you were ranked like top five for like 10 weeks, you could get like an additional second round pick or something like that that would be kind of cool but other than that no that's it's it's a bad idea sorry to shut you down matt hey i'm not even saying i want it I, i'm just i'm trying to be creative here with the nba right because I, I want unnecessary drama like all of a sudden now like the you know red hot Utah Jazz are all of a sudden having to play the like, you know, Philadelphia 76ers in the first round of the playoffs. Just like would it would it benefit the Utah Jazz because they're a great regular season team and get ranked number one and then get the brakes beat off of them? I don't hey, this is not a thought through plan, Ryan. Okay. This is just spark out an idea okay i kind of i mean i'm not saying like i i hate it when you put it in those terms i'm just trying to get like something here so i don't see the same thing every year but are you being one of the five best players in the world winning the championship well i'm cool with that just like I (laughs) i don't need to see you know the the typical one eight thing every Mm. year I, I do agree. We need to do something different for the one eight. Like for sure. Like make it best of five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see, you know, the whole Orlando magic thing every single year um, for f- four games, five games. They still win. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Let's just transition to the NFL. Let's do it. Um, some people that actually know what they're doing. Um I say that as we're watching like the Bears and Rams and watching that. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Ryan, we we we've made it through week one. 
effectively yeah. in the NFL season. Um, why does it feel like the the Tampa Bay Bucks are like the modern NFL version of like peak Golden State Warriors? Because that's where I'm at. Offense, defense, just good luck. Yeah, it kind of feels like the Tom Brady is not beatable. Just like kind of like one of those top five players, top three players in the NBA, like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry type, where it's like there's no nothing you can do to beat this guy. Like you can throw the kitchen sink at him. Yeah. And you just kind of hope and pray they have an off night. And even if they have an off night, you better not give them the ball back with a minute left. Yeah. Or in Steph Curry's case, like four and a half seconds. Right. So, yeah, that's where I'm kind of at. It's just like, what are you supposed to do? You think you have one guy shut down? All right, here's Kevin Durant. You think you have him shut down? Here's Clay Thompson. Yeah. Like, you think you have Mike Evans shut down? Here's Antonio Brown. And you have him shut down? Here's Chris Godwin. Yeah. You got him shut down? Here's. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> it's just like one thing after another, after another, after another. And you're just like, oh, and they play defense? Well, shoot. Like, <laughs> that, that's pretty ridiculous. So, yeah, the the Bucks retaining all their starters and giving another run is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a testament to, I think, there's people wanting to play with Tom Brady at this point in his career, right? Like, I think people want to – we see it with the Nets now. People are wanting to go play with those guys because of their pedigree and their chances to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, there's still other good teams. Like, is, is Kansas City effectively like the LeBron James Cavaliers? Or it's like, I don't know, maybe this guy, one guy is like the best pure basketball player or in Patrick Mahomes is the case football player. Yeah. But like – you might even have a good, good-ish team around you, but you're playing someone else that's just like way that, better, and the same, almost as good as you are, if not better. Um, yeah, having I, th- I think Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes might be the best three-man combo in the history of the NFL. Is that a stretch to say? That's a lot. That's a lot of words, Ryan. That's uh, a lot of loaded words. I, I mean, we'll, we'll run with this for a minute. Kelsey being the best tight end currently in the game, and it's not really all that close. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, just at any, I mean, we saw it today, this weekend against Browns. He essentially flipped the game on his head with the 75 yard touchdown. And it's then Pat. Specialized weapon. And then yeah. Patrick Mahomes, of course, being able to unlock Tyreek Hill to the fullest potential because of his cannon. That throw that he made today against the Browns to Tyreek on that 75-yard touchdown where he was rolling back right or rolling right, falling out of bounds, and threw it, what, 50 yards on the in the air? Just flipped it. Just flipped it. And perfect spot. And, you know, Tyreek did the rest, but. I don't know of another quarterback that can make that throw in the league. Maybe one other, Josh Allen. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, sure. But the Kansas City defense can have moments, but it's not consistent. Yeah. The offensive line is okay-ish. Right. You know, the run game is potentially there, but like you can't. Count it's on so it. up and down, right? Yeah. So like, 
you know, that's where you go with like with the Cavs. It's like you could never rely like on J.R. Smith or the defense, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You could rely on J.R. Smith throwing bull soup at someone. I'll but... say not for the right reasons. So, <laughs> you know, like that's that's where I'm kind of at. But like that's still an incredible team, and like they did win one. So, right. Right. You know, obviously Kansas City like has won one a couple of years ago, but now you have this super team to deal with. And then there's just kind of everyone else in the league right now, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? There might be some teams that emerge here. What you're yeah. saying, my Packers losing 38-3 to to the Saints opening weekend is not great? I threw it out earlier, but I'm kind of serious. Aaron Rodgers might be going full, like, Houston, James Harden, like, get me out of here mode. Just be like, I'm done. I don't know. He may make it through the season just because that's how the NFL works, but, like, he's done. He's out. Yeah, this is – it's not looking good after week one. If somehow the Packers managed to go over 500 – I was really optimistic about the Packers going, like, 13-4 and four or something like that, something similar to their record to the last two years. If they, like, make it over 500, I would be ecstatic. And yeah. they're still going to win the division because the, the NFC North sucks. It does. So, Ryan, um, tell me why next offseason the Green Bay Packers should trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, because we're going to find out that Jordan Love ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that it keeps getting brought up, like, when they talk about, like, the new rookies of the NFL. Like, guy, like first-round rookie quarterbacks who, like, didn't play their first year. And, you know, it's like – Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Jordan Love and it's like one of these things is not like the other <laughs> so, I love it I love that he never gets a shot I don't blame him for not getting a shot because you know I mean Aaron Rodgers is, has been the steady there right like yeah. he stayed healthy um, and good for him for staying healthy uh, but it I mean Jordan Love's not getting a chance until Aaron Rodgers is out yeah and you got to make a contract position on that. So that's awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they go a year with Jordan Love, tank it out, see what happens. I don't know. Doesn't sound that fun to me. I'm glad I have Mac Jones. Uh, <laughs> who honestly should have won that game today. They yeah. The adult, I mean, what was that? 16 to 17? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. And Damian Harris fumbles with like three minutes left in like the uh dolphins red zone so yeah that was cool heartbreaking heartbreaking i feel so bad after your six super bowl run over the last two decades i feel heartbroken for you hey our september record is notoriously not awesome but i always figured out um so ryan who is who is a milwaukee bucks type team for this nfl season like we know they're good but they finally get might get that breakthrough you you got a you got a team like that this year is it too early to say i'm gonna give you two candidates here the los angeles rams that's what i was thinking for this that's a good one and the cleveland browns okay they did battle with kansas city today they were a baker mayfield pick away from maybe winning the game they gave themselves a chance that but the defense I think it's going to be okay this year. They have that awesome edge rushers and Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. And I think they have some pieces on the back end to maybe hold up a little bit bit better. Yeah. 
the they put their defense in bad spot like with the dropped punt um, yeah and so they just let kansas city would go get that momentum but it's not crazy it's it really i mean baker looked really good today they have a good run game they control games late they have a good coach head coach I don't think it's crazy for this to say the Browns could make a run at the AFC title this year. Uh, I mean, are the Steelers, they've been kind of hunting the last couple years. No, we're out on Big Ben. Okay, we're out on Big Ben. All right, that's fair. The Sorry, Kyle Allison. The one that comes to my mind here is Seattle. Like, mm. That Russell Wilson, Giannis Antetokounmpo run, like, leads the team go supernova type of thing but yeah like in the nfl like this year it kind of seems like we know who the guys are like the bills are kind of a popular pick yeah but i i feel like we largely know who who the teams are right now so right yeah i uh i don't think minnesota's gonna be it this year not after losing to cincinnati yeah Uh, is Cincinnati going to – I mean, they're not the, the Bucks. They're not – I don't think they're a championship contention, but – They might fall into this next question, so I'll go ahead and ask it to get this out there. Okay. Um, they're an under-the-radar team. That could surprise us, similar to how, like, Atlanta and the Hawks or, like, the New York Knicks kind of surprised us this past year in the NBA. I kind of like the, the, the Bengals here. Like, I, I a lot of people are kind of down on Joe Burrow, at least that I've talked to you, and, like, the talent on this team – I think Joe Burrow is going to be awesome. He was awesome today. I think they have a good chance to be decent. I'm not saying like a playoff, but a playoff contender. But, you know, they're going to win more than four games. And I don't, after watching the Atlanta Falcons today, I don't feel great about their chances. I mean, the Eagles maybe? Could they sneak up and win the division somehow? Yeah. That but- offensive line looked awesome today, and they have – Running a stable of running backs, Jalen Hurts looked somewhat solid. But it felt like they had a good game plan for what they were trying to do, and like they yeah. knew who they were, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, there's still Dallas in that division. I don't know if to do with Dallas. I don't know if to do with Washington in that division either. So, uh, the Chargers are another popular pick here. I think with Justin Arizona Herbert would be another popular one. Yeah, they kind of beat the brakes off of Tennessee. I, I'm out on Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill has run his experience. Are we worried about Derrick Henry being washed? Or I don't think we're worried about Derrick Henry being washed. Um, partially because I have him on one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> uh, you know, he, like you don't just go from 2,000 to nothing in terms of like yardage. You know, Jackson, sure. But if you told me, like, the offense is not the same as it was last year because they did lose their OC, who's now the head coach in Atlanta, and, you know, by happenstance, Ryan Tannehill isn't a top-five quarterback in the NFL again, which, again, of course. I Yeah, like, may, maybe people are just like, meh, we'll live with you trying to, like, force it to Julio and whatever and, you know, stop the run. Uh I would be really concerned if I was Atlanta because Matt Ryan didn't look like – he looked like Drew Brees last year where he couldn't throw the ball 25 yards downfield. The first couple drives I watched at the beginning looked good. They just couldn't come away with touchdowns. They had to settle for field goals both times. But then after that, yeah, it was 
less than ideal. <laughs> and it's not like the Eagles are known for lockup defense either. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. So many young quarterbacks that like you're interested in and might be good. Or like some teams have just held on to that old quarterback for probably looks looks like just a hair too long now. Between Big Ben, Matt Ryan, and some others. Is Carolina gonna be any decent this year? They kind of struggled with the Jets today. Finally got it going. They're gonna go. They're gonna be like these weird defensive games. That's like what Matt Rule does. Mm. So that might just be how it is. Um, also, they were about to score one more time when Sam Darnold dropped the ball. Uh, yeah, kind of fumble. That could have been a looked like a two touchdown win. Um, had that not happened, so I don't know. The Are A's the thing? I don't know uh, what with Miami and New England and Buffalo. To be honest, yeah. I going back to the Bucks thing. I kind of wonder if the 49ers could be that team this year, where we kind of heard a ton about the 49ers last couple years. They were right there in the Super Bowl. Ended up losing it to the Chiefs. And now that they kind of look like they're back, um, I don't know. They looked – I mean, obviously they played Detroit, maybe one of the worst teams, if not the worst team this year. Um, so, I don't know. That, yeah, that's, that out Ebo Samuel coming through in one league. Didn't yeah. Didn't in the other, but um, – Such is life of a fantasy that. owner. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he balled out. Um they're uh, running back running back thing yeah situation is kind of interesting mostered out serving right before the game yep and Jeff Wilson their third string was out too so they're with their sixth round rookie running back going for 100 yards just wild good for him though yeah that's why we always call running backs the same as like centers in the NBA right Find another. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll find another. Okay. It better be generational. It better be Joel Embiid. I'm. It better be Christian McCaffrey. Side note: I'm a little worried about Saquon. I know this is his first game back post ACL. I'm a little worried about Saquon. As you should be. Being being not the same. I I guess Daniel Jones ain't it as we've been saying <laughs> for how long, how long have we been saying Daniel Jones ain't it? Yeah. The giants need to treat him like the Pistons did Seiko Demboye. Like, <laughs> Ship him for like a seventh round pick. Yeah. You know, wish it would work. Not because I have any stock in Daniel Jones because I generally root for people to succeed, but like he ain't it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely not it. Um Okay. Let's move on to our last topic, final topic for tonight. Football players to the NBA. What NFL players would you want to be on your favorite NBA team? So I would so I'm drafting for the Oklahoma State Thunder. Matt, you're drafting for the Boston Celtics. Yeah. We did the opposite of this last time. Yeah. NBA, NBA players to uh, the NFL. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll go one and one. Okay. My first pick, Travis Kelsey. It's interesting. Big hype man there. Big center. I feel like he could get 20 rebounds a game and at least get 
a couple scores, important scores late in the game for me. Yeah. Uh, I'll go DK Metcalf. Mm. He's my big athletic wing. That's a great pick. That's my play. My next pick is going to be kind of a point guard type. My thought is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I have a similar pick. Not I'll give it to you third, but I, I have a similar idea. I like that, though. Just kind of uh, like the facilitator, super quick, can read the game really well. And everything I've read about Jalen Hurts is that like he's kind of a gym rat type of guy. So that's that. I want a guy like that on my basketball team. Yeah. Okay, my number two is a similar idea to your Travis Kelsey one. I'm going to go Miles Garrett. Mm. I'm going to just go with the freaky athlete. And is this I, like a Ben Wallace type of player? Is that like what you're envisioning here? Exactly. That's mm. like 100% what I want. I want like just what we thought Grant Williams was going to be mm. for Boston. But I'm pretty sure Miles Garrett is like literally bigger than Grant Williams, like in every way, and is actually like tough. Mm. So, yeah, give me all that all day. That's a good pick. I like that one too. My third pick, um, I'm gonna go Jalen Ramsey, a little wing defender here. Can yeah, just he's been all over the place tonight. Just getting anybody's skin. He's kind of my agitator, my my guy. I can put on your best score, and he. I'm pretty confident he's gonna lock get lock up your best score. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty safe. They're putting him in the this new position on the Rams defense this year where they're letting him just, like, follow whoever he wants, and he's just making life miserable. It's incredible. Together, and you're doing some things there. I like that. Mm. So my last one, this is my quarterback point guard type of thing. I want to go Russell Wilson. Oh. That's my – That's a great – it's a great, great pick. Good athlete. Super cerebral, cerebral. I feel like he could be like at worst Ricky Rubio, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But like hit the catch and shoot three, dime, hit the lob. He can facilitate your offense, right? Like you don't have to worry about that whatsoever. He's going to be my Chris Paul. Yeah. Know? That's a good pick. It's, it's a good, good combination of guys. I, uh, I know it would, uh, the the players I would pick would immediately make probably the Thunder go from a twenty win team to like a forty win team, so that's something. You probably yeah, you can't actually make those picks. Okay, so he would be too good again. <laughs> we got to say we would trade them all for first round picks. I mean, and would just be trying way too hard. Could you imagine Jalen Ramsey and Pokashevsky on the same team, just like in the same like vicinity, like? It would not be good. Like those team practices, Jalen Ramsey would just be stepping over Poku all the time. Just like, this is my ball now. This is not, <laughs> we're going the other way with this. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that'd be a rude awakening to American sports. Um, but you know, maybe it's what he needs, Ryan. Yeah, he definitely needs that. He doesn't may, maybe need it. He definitely needs it. Anyways, that's it for. For episode 121, Matt, do you have any parting thoughts before we close out this episode? 
No, I'm pretty good. Hopefully we'll get back to this a little more consistent. You know, this is our off season, like the off off season. Yeah. 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 Actually like the draft and fun stuff. We're in the off off season. Right. Right. We'll get back on the, on the regular. Yeah. We can do another football podcast and update on how OSU's season's gone from a dumpster fire to a train wreck, which I'll let you decide which one's worse. Anyways, that's it for episode 121. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you back in episode 122. Yeah.